At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome into this Monday edition of The Edge. We've got a good one on tap today. Of course, we recap everything that happened over the weekend as we are into the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. Johnny Avello, sportsbook director over at DraftKings, is going to be with us. But Matt Humans, who, of course, is here as he always is. NFL is king, and we did get some pretty big news mm-hmm. today. Uh, actually, last time I was on the show, I was off on Friday. Uh, Thursday, we ended the show with a very brief conversation about the Colts quarterback situation. I said, hey, you know what? I think it's going to be Matt Ryan. Maximizes the capability of winning yeah. a championship. You can keep him for two years. Draft the guy who you think is going to be the future, either this year or next. And uh, go on from there in two seasons and see what you can get out of Matt Ryan. Well, that is the case. A third-round pick has been shipped off to the Atlanta Falcons for the services of Matt Ryan who will now be the Indianapolis Colts starter next season, the fifth new starting quarterback for Frank Reich in his five seasons there. Yeah, I was going to say five quarterbacks in five years. The shuffling continues with the Colts, but I kind of like the move here too because Matt Ryan is going to be more dependable than Carson Wentz, and uh, Frank Reich was obviously looking for that uh, dependability out of a veteran quarterback in the offseason. So the dominoes continue to fall in the NFL with the QBs. Yep, Matt Ryan to the Colts. Marcus Mariota from Vegas to Atlanta, and it looks like Jameis Winston's going to re-sign with the Saints. Yep. So, uh, and to give you have an idea too, like from a Super Bowl and odds perspective, Matt Ryan moves the needle, but not much. Super Bowl odds uh, go from thirty to one to twenty-five to one over at MGM, from sixteen to one to win the AFC to fourteen to one, and then to win the AFC South from plus one forty to plus one twenty-five. Well, I think what it does for those Colts odds too, it stabilizes things because if if yeah. it were Baker Mayfield as the next Colts quarterback, there's no way you would even adjust the odds. Yeah. In terms of giving the Colts an improved chance of winning anything. Mm -hmm. With Matt Ryan, I think you do slightly improve the Colts' odds. And the Colts did a pretty good job, I think, at least in terms of like draft capital. This is from Albert Breer. Colts sending their slotted third rounder, 82nd overall pick to the Falcons for Matt Ryan. Uh, That means Indy gets to keep the 73rd pick, which was acquired in the Carson Wentz trade. So essentially, they swap quarterbacks, move their three up nine spots. And of course, remember that three turns into a two. If Carson Wentz, you know, performs some of the tasks that he needs to do, snaps all that kind of stuff. So ultimately, you flip Carson Wentz, you move up spots in the draft, and ultimately you can get a second round pick out of it. Mm-hmm. Pretty good deal. I think it's a good deal for the Colts. Yep. Yeah. All right. With that, I think it's a good deal for the Falcons too, because yeah. you got to get Matt Ryan's contract yep. off the books. You got to get some cap space, and Marcus Mariota comes in. You, you wanted to get younger at the quarterback position. I don't know if Mariota can be the future for the Falcons, but he's got a chance to be. And, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy, he could be, uh, I think, a productive starter. The, the problem is uh, he's got to be able to stay on the field and uh, not turn the ball over. And we'll see what Mariota could do with a, uh, 
Falcons offense has got some potential. Right, and playing under Arthur Smith uh, for, for a short amount of time, so somewhat familiar with the offense right in his time in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, also, I, th- for me, the takeaway, so the Colts, obviously we can talk about the AFC. Uh, with Tom Brady coming back, of course, Tom Brady now gets to play in one of the worst divisions in football yet again because that NFC South around him looks mm-hmm. dreadful. Right. And so he's going to walk his way, it seems, into at the very least 10, 11 wins next year. Don't you have a feeling we're going to see the same thing at the end of uh, the NFC playoffs? Brady, Rodgers. Uh, yes. But I, mean, I don't know about Rod. I don't love. I mean, with Devontae Adams gone, I have no I, idea what that offense is going to look like. But Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to have a chance to right. win 12-ish games and be there at the very end. They'll say it that way, yeah. Uh, you the know, Rams. What's going to happen with Jimmy G? Well, that's the thing. So now we have two quarterbacks that are still floating around out there, right? You have Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. Right. And Jimmy Garoppolo seems – I don't know if you saw the reports. Uh, I'm sure you did that John Lynch has reportedly put out there that he's got a deal in pocket of two second-round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo, that a team wants him for two second-round picks. Which team? It, it hasn't been said. He's just told people around the league that he's got a deal in pocket for two second-round picks for Jimmy G. Well, seeing that Matt Ryan just went for a third, you would think that you're going to pull the trigger on two seconds for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that there's a deal out there that has Jimmy Garoppolo for two second-round picks. Has Michael Lombardi ad- addressed this? Because I was, seriously, I'd like to know which team it is. I would, too. I mean, because I don't think the deal's getting much better than that, right? No. And I can't figure out which team it would be that's offering uh, two second. The speculation has been Carolina um, Panthers? Seattle. Seattle has extra second-round picks because of, of course, the deal for Russell Wilson. Yeah. That they would ship that off and then, of course, go get Jimmy Garoppolo. The problem, though, is, is I mean, like if you're the Seattle Seahawks. You're rebuilding. Right, yeah. Like you're the Seahawks are rebuilding. You don't want to do trade that. your draft picks away if you're rebuilding. They right? also traded two first for a safety, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so you, they don't really make the smartest decisions uh, no. at all when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks. So it could be them. Uh, you're right, though. The other quarterback needy teams, I mean, it's not Atlanta. They just signed Marcus uh, Martin. Carolina Lager. Panthers have to make some sort of move, but it doesn't look like the answer's out there for the Panthers right now. No. They, they were hoping it was going to be Deshaun Watson. I mean. Right. Theoretically, Jimmy Garoppolo would make your position better, but the thing is, and what was one of the key themes that I hit on like consistently throughout last season, which was like Sam Darnold was bad, but all of their quarterbacks were bad partially because their offensive line was the worst in the National Football League. Right. So a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, he can make you a little bit better, but as long as you don't fix that offensive line, then it's still going to be a problem for Carolina. So we will see. I would assume that uh, if you're making a price, like who's getting moved first, Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield, does seem like Jimmy Garoppolo would be the favorite to go first. And Baker Mayfield... I mean, is he just your backup quarterback next year? I mean, what do you do with him? Well, it's like a game of musical chairs, and it looks like when the music stops, Baker Mayfield's going to be the guy standing, oh. which is what you don't want to be. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, so the NFL wins. The NFL gets us to talk about them in March when we were, uh, right, heading into the Sweet 16 of the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, also, of course, it's NHL trade deadline day, so the NFL just won't let any single sport have its day in any way whatsoever. Tom Brady screwed over Selection Sunday, and now the NFL comes back to screw over him. NHL trade deadline day. So let's get to the trade deadline deals. What do you got? No. Mark uh, Andre Fleury <laughs> to the Minnesota Wild, yeah. right? I, uh, I made a sarcastic comment. Do you think his agent uh, lied again about uh, not being known about the trade? But regardless, let's move on from there. Those are bitter feelings. So how'd the weekend go? How'd the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament go for you? Actually, everything was going great up until Sunday. And okay. uh, I would say Sunday pretty much sucked uh, for me. But the uh, previous that, every day was going well. So I can't complain about the way the – uh, first couple rounds went. If you have one bad day and that's all you have in a week, I, I guess that's okay. But I prefer, obviously, if uh, things turned out a little bit differently. Yesterday I had Wisconsin. I had Texas. Wisconsin uh, was wrecked when the freshman guard, Chucky Hepburn, gets injured. Mm-hmm. He leaves the game. He, he goes, what, scoreless in 14 minutes, can't play the second half. And the Badgers, I think, went eight minutes and scored two points. They couldn't run a half-court offense without him. So Wisconsin goes down. That was a tough one. Now I had Texas uh, plus four against Purdue. It's a 74-71 game with a little over a minute to go. Jaden Ivey loses Courtney uh, Ramey, I think it was, the defender on the crossover, and he hits a 25-footer. Boom. That's the game. If he misses that shot, Texas got a pretty good shot to win the game, yep. uh, but end up losing by 10. So it's, some days uh, just doesn't go your way. And that was the case for me uh, Sunday. But the rest of the week was good, so I got no complaints at this point. Yep, and the Sweet 16 all set. And uh, it looks like it's going to be absolutely fantastic in terms of some of these matchups. Can't complain uh, in any way whatsoever. Uh, starting at the top of the rotation with Arkansas and Gonzaga. And this is where I wanted to go because we're at 8.5 right now, a total of 154.5 or 155. And the Zags, uh, Gonzaga, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, the Zags, 
have looked less than impressive through the first two games so far in the NCAA tournament. That's true. That's true. Right? But so is Arkansas. Uh, yeah, that's very true, too. Uh, so I do wonder, a team that is going to be more than willing to run up and down the floor with Gonzaga, how that looks like. Do you want to actually run up and down the floor with Gonzaga? This is 8.5 now with a total of 154.5. I, I'm not sure if you're Eric Musselman, you want to get into the game of, we can run with you, because I don't know if you nah, can. No, I'm not sure they can either. Even though Note is a great scorer, you know, you watch Arkansas in the first two rounds, the Razorbacks were lucky to uh, escape those games. Uh, I didn't think they played high IQ basketball. Uh, they were actually pretty lucky to escape the first round yep. against uh, Vermont. And you know, I think Memphis was a tougher matchup for the Zags. And I have to give the Zags a lot of credit because – they were down, what, 12 points to Memphis? Something like that, yeah. And that's a team with pros. And if, if you're going to take down Gonzaga, I think you have to have pros. You saw it early in the year with uh, Duke yep. beating uh, the Zags on neutral court. And, and Memphis, was, I thought that Memphis was going to cause problems for Gonzaga because they had size, they had strength, they got Money athletes, yep. and they could match up. And, uh, you know, Chet Holmgren I thought was going to be – uh, pushed around a little bit by those guys inside Memphis, and they were. But the Zags responded, played a great second half, and come back and win the game. I don't think Arkansas poses the same type of threat that Memphis did. And uh, Arkansas is still a threat. But I like Memphis's matchup a little bit better than I do Arkansas. So I'm not looking to play the dog in this game. I think the Razorbacks can obviously make the Zags sweat, but um, – this, this is not a game where I feel like Arkansas is going to pull the upset, let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I would agree. And, and I think, too, when you're talking about uh, Arkansas and their, their inability to shoot that continues to struggle, mm -hmm. uh, they have been really poor through neutral or through these two neutral side games that we've seen at the NCAA tournament up to this point. So out of all of these games, I think when we're looking ahead to the Sweet 16, one of the ones that you and I discussed yesterday on the Sunday night show, uh, which was the somewhat surprising line for Texas Tech and Duke. You know, we both figured that Duke was going to open up as a favorite here, but ultimately uh, Texas Tech opens up as a one-point favor. We're up to one and a half at a couple of spots, the total of 136 and a half. I was looking to play the Red Raiders, but I was looking to grab, you know, maybe two points uh, with Texas Tech as opposed to having to lay a point mm -hmm. against the Blue Devils. Yeah, a point or a point and a half. Right. So I talked to uh, Rex Byers, who worked his last night at the Westgate Superbook last night. Nice. He's moving on to, uh, to a new job. And he did. I don't think he knew the opener at the time. And we were talking about the Texas Tech Duke number. You and I both thought it was going to be Duke one, one and a half, something like that. Well, it opened Tech one, one and a half. And Rex said he agreed with us. He thought Duke was going to be the favorite. Yeah. Uh, so I, I also thought sharper money was going to come on Texas Tech if the Red Raiders were underdogs in this game. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this. Now you put Duke in the underdog role, I'm kind of looking at it a little bit differently. Because <laughs> yep. you still, like I, I talked with you last night, you still got five players who are projected to be first-round draft picks on this Duke team. Absolutely. So uh, you put that team in the underdog role, and uh, it's not quite the same. Uh, really quickly, uh, Iowa State opens one. This is flipped. Miami now two and a half point favorite mm -hmm. with a total of uh, 133. Uh, Kansas down to a seven point favorite in one spot. I think that's Circa with a total of 141 and a half in their game against Providence and Arizona up to a two point favorite against Houston with a total of 145. Just a quick update on some of the moves there. Remember, uh, get all the analysis you need here. Tournament betting guide and more for 19 bucks through April 5th over at vcin.com slash badness. All the experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Humans, myself, and Tim Maria Moore, uh, have insights on every key team. Team conference player to watch and all of that good stuff. 19 bucks through April 5th. Check it out now. Beeson.com slash madness. We'll be back here on the edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Play free hoops for a share of $20,000 this March with the March Hoops Series presented by 5-Hour Energy. Fire up your lineups in four free-to-play contests and compete for your share of $5,000 per contest. Head to DraftKings.com slash 5-Hour Energy to join now. 5-Hour Energy, fire up your lineup. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay. Looking through the uh, Sweet 16 matchups that we are going to see and using it as an opportunity, of course, uh, to look back as well, Matt Eubens. So we started with a little bit on Gonzaga in Arkansas. Uh, let's move to this next matchup, Michigan and Villanova, because Michigan has uh, performed pretty well. And I think a lot of the times, like we're going to talk about North Carolina at some point today, um, it does matter the way the bracket breaks for you, right? Getting certain matchups that work in your favor. You can make some runs here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that has worked up to this point for Michigan. And now they get Villanova. This is five with a total 135 and a half. Hasn't moved from the opener that much. There's a couple. You should be able to get your number, right? Five and a half at one shop, four and a half at the other. So wherever side you're on, you should be able to lay it or take it. But one of the things that I know that you have noted with Villanova uh, throughout the season is, to a certain extent, they're not a small team, but they do lack some size down low. And Michigan brings some size down low. Does that play again here in the Wolverines' favor? Yeah, that's why I think uh, Michigan's going to be a tougher matchup for Nova than Ohio State was, even though you had E.J. Liddell for the Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. Michigan's got uh, Hunter Dickinson, Musa Diabate, you got Caleb Houston. All those guys are uh, close to seven foot or seven foot, and um, they can all shoot the ball except Diabate, who's really more dangerous as a defender in the lane and uh, around the rim. I actually think uh, Michigan's got a shot here to pull it off. If Colin Gillespie has an off game and Michigan can do something defensively uh, to take Gillespie out of the game a little bit or off his game a little bit, Wolverine's got a shot. You see this happen in the tournament all the time. A team gets in and everybody says, that team shouldn't even be in the tournament. Mm -hmm. You heard that about Michigan. I thought it was funny. It was – What's his name? Clay uh, Travis. Clay Travis yeah. tweeted out after the on Selection Sunday. What a joke that Michigan's even in the field. Tennessee should be a two seed, not a three. Hey, guess what? Michigan just took out Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever that happens. Not putting Clay Travis on the selection committee next year. But anyway, uh, the Wolverines uh, got hot here at the right time, and uh, they got some favorable matchups. I, if the Wolverines can take down Tennessee, they can take down Villanova. Yeah. Really, if you, if you polled 10 people and said, which team looks the best right now in this tournament after the first round, I bet seven of them would have said Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, because the Vols just had rolled through the SEC tournament. They looked great in the first round, and then, boom, they run into a wall with Michigan. I think the Wolverines are going to be live here as five-point dogs. Yeah, the, the I think the key difference between a team like Villanova and a team like Tennessee uh, volunteers, as we had noted, right, uh, in our tournament special on Sunday, when Maul and I were talking about it, a team, and as you well know, very dependent on their jump shots, right? Like, they need their three-point shots to fall. And if that's not going to be the case, then this is going to be a team that's going to struggle offensively, Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, when you look at that matchup against Michigan, uh, when you're talking about three-point shooting, two of 18 for a team like Tennessee is not going to cut it. And so that didn't happen. Villanova has a little bit more consistency in the ability to attack within four feet of the basket, but still a team that, to your point, in terms of the, uh, the rebounding, only 31 rebounds total for mm. Villanova yesterday against Ohio State. That was yesterday, right? Yeah, all the time notes together. Um, but that's going to be a really key matchup in terms of the offensive and uh, defensive glass. And one of those sneaky, sexy ones. I love watching teams rebound and seeing good teams who can do it because you can really dominate a game in that regard. So let's go to Texas right. Tech and Duke then. Um, what do we make of this? So now we talked about the, the line itself. 
What do we make of the matchup here? Because Texas Tech, you know, look, Duke has size to a certain extent, but it's skilled size, right? Like it's Paolo Moncaro, who we know is touching around 6'10", but skilled like a guard. Yeah. You have Trevor Keels, who is thick and, you know, like, what, 6'4", 250, you see 250, but 230, whatever it is. He looks like, like a linebacker. Right. So there's yeah. big guards, there's skilled guys here. And while Texas Tech is not small, I think they're starting, like, what, they're 6'4", but is their starting point guard, and then you go up from there. It does seem like it's a pretty tough matchup to deal with that size and athleticism. To a oh, certain yeah, you got Mark Williams on yep. the front line, uh, Theo John. And you're talking about other athletes out there with A.J. Griffin and Roach. This Duke team has really got it all. They just don't shoot the three real well, and uh, they don't defend, uh, obviously, that great, and certainly not on Texas Tech's level. But Texas Tech's not really a hot three-point shooting team right now either. And I think you got some red flags that got to be raised that this Tech team trailed Notre Dame and had to rally yeah. to win that game yesterday. Notre Dame was playing its uh, third game in, what, five days, something yep. like that. And it was really up against them from a situational standpoint and still had Texas Tech on the ropes late in the game. So I like this Tech team a lot. And I was going to play Tech here in an underdog role against Duke, but you flip it and make Tech the favorite? And uh, no, nah, I don't think so. Yep. And I also think this is probably a game that if you're going to play it, you're better off live betting it. Because if you're going to bet Duke, you're probably going to get a better number than plus one or one and a half. If uh, you want to bet Texas Tech, you're probably going to find Tech at some point in the underdog role. And you and I will talk a little bit more about live betting throughout this show. But if you don't have a strong opinion pregame on Texas Tech-Duke, I really don't think there's a reason to bet this number. I would live bet the game. Especially what is almost literally a coin flip, right? Right. When you're talking about this contest. And I, like, I, I'm with you. Like, I like this Texas Tech team. I have them at 45-1 to to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, like, there was – so they ultimately win the rebounding battle yesterday, but there was, like, three or four key offensive rebounds they give up to a smaller Notre Dame team. Oh, no it was question. not very good. Yeah. And the other part is this is now consistently where they're just not really a great offensive team. Like, there's not a lot of flow to that offense. There's not a lot of consistency and efficiency to that offense. And, again, yesterday, 0.94 points per possession against a like average defensive Notre Dame team mm-hmm. and only shooting 4-15 from three. Like You cannot rely <laughs> on them def- offensively uh, at all. Yeah, three-point shooting was not impressive. When, when everybody was rushing to bet Texas Tech futures, I, I didn't do it just because I didn't think the offense was going to be good enough to get Tech over the top or to the final four. But hey, this again, this is a coin flip matchup. The winner faces uh, most likely Gonzaga. And uh, the game's out in San Francisco, so I'm looking forward to this. I think this is uh, might be the best of the Sweet 16 matchups. Yes. Oh, it, it does seem like on paper it's going to be the yeah. most fun. Now, one of them that could be sneaky fun is Arizona and Houston. And um, we talk about, like, offensive rebounding and the battle on the glass. Uh, Arizona better be better, (laughs) right? Uh, For lack of a better term, 20 offensive rebounds for TCU yesterday and that 85-80 loss uh, in overtime to the Wildcats. And Houston, they are a really good rebounding team. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to attack the glass. I mean, it's their MO. It has been for a while, uh, which is put up shots, and if they miss, just attack the offensive glass, get second-chance points and putbacks. And if you're going to struggle again to contain teams on the offensive glass, I mean, you're in really troublesome spot here if you're Arizona against Houston. Yeah, but the thing is, Arizona's got that big front line. I, I think they match up pretty well against Houston. And, uh, you know, you saw Coloco last night. He was a monster in that game. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to have to do the same thing against Houston or be even better. Benedict Mathurin, he's better than any of the Houston guards. He put up 30 last night. That guy might be the best shooting guard in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. you can argue uh, who the best player is, but he's right there. Uh, again, Last night, he, how about that three-pointer he hit from about that 25 feet? So that good. saved Arizona would not be alive in that, the tournament today if he didn't hit that shot. That was an NBA shot, yeah. right? Like yeah, getting the guard to go one way and just hitting and then pulling it back. And yeah, that was an NBA. Shot. Two big-time shots made yesterday from guys who you're going to see in the association next year, and that's yep. Benedict Mathurin and Jaden Ivey. And those guys hit threes, 25, 28-foot threes, that essentially won the game for their teams, and. Um, I, I I like Arizona a little bit here. I, I know you're going to hear a lot of people make a strong case for Houston this week, and I understand that. But I think the Cougars just took out an Illinois team that was kind of limping uh, in the postseason. Brad Underwood really didn't know what to do with uh, with his guard situation. The Illini weren't hot shooting the three. That was just a team that was kind of discombobulated. You could see that in Illinois. Uh, in the postseason in the Big Ten tournament. And that was an Illinois team that should have lost to Chattanooga in the first round. I think Arizona is going to regroup from that scare last night against TCU and win this game. I'm looking to play the Wildcats here. But it is a tough matchup in San Antonio. And here's another thing. Tommy Lloyd's a 
done a great job in his first year as coach, uh, but he's still a first-year head coach. Jamie Dixon did a better job than Tommy Lloyd in that game last night. TCU was uh, – the Horned Frogs were playing their asses off. And I thought Jamie Dixon did a great coaching job late in the season and in that game last night. And Kelvin Sampson's going to be a tough matchup for, for uh, Tommy Lloyd as well. Do you think it was a foul? Mike Miles uh, at midcourt? No, yeah. I didn't. I, I mean, it was a little bit of a bump and then a flop, I think. I'd prefer not to see that called. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't have. I think a lot of refs would have called that foul. I was actually happy that the whistle was not blown there. Yeah, that's the thing. That it, I, I, would, I agree with the sentiment that you don't call it. My, th- my whole thing is if that, if that play happens at the 15-minute mark of the first mm-hmm. half, it's a foul, right? Like they're probably going to call that. Probably. You got to be consistent. You hate to it, just you know? hate to see a game, oh, de- game decided like that. And especially since I've got Arizona futures tickets. No, that was not a foul. <laughs> uh, by the way, too, uh, at the end of regulation, uh, you don't go up for the dunk, man. You got to lay that up. <laughs> yeah. like, what, what was that? You almost, they right. almost lost that game. All right, so that's up to two, by the way. Well, you, here's the scary thing about it, too. Arizona led that game by nine with about five or six it's minutes like what, to go. It was a 12-0 run for TCU? <laughs> I was, well, was, what's well, going on? It was insane. Yeah, you, that, that can't happen. So. Yep. And this is, by the way, this is as high as two and a half in favor of Arizona right now with a total of 145 and a half. So we'll see how high that climbs. Uh, all right. Uh, when we come back and we're going to talk to Johnny Avella, we're going to wrap up uh, at the end of the show too. the rest of the Sweet 16 coverage. because We've got four games left. We went through Thursday's slate. Uh, St. Peter's and Purdue. Purdue up to a 12 and a half point favorite with a total of 135 and a, or should be down to a 12 and a half point favorite with a total of 135 and a half against the Peacocks. And um, really want to dive into that Kansas Providence game because now all of a sudden, the worm has turned, right? Providence, uh, now they're the team to support. No more talk about right. luck. Uh, but in Kansas has been, uh, we know about them. They kind of play with their food when it comes to covering some of these numbers. All right, we'll come back. Johnny Avello joins us. And don't forget, at the end of the show, we have our best bets as usual here on The Edge. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness every day. Choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the breakfast Baconator. Croissant combos and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru or pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's, and I can personally vouch for the breakfast baconator. I get it at least once a week. Really? Oh, yeah, I love it. So I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm a very big proponent. Like, breakfast in general is just one of the best meals. Uh, I have yet to try Wendy's breakfast, but I will say the Baconator, the regular Baconator, no. one of the best sandwiches out no there. No question. <laughs> Absolutely. So I cannot wait to try a breakfast Baconator. Okay. Let's talk to Johnny Bell. I also can't wait to talk to Johnny, who I would assume, John, are you a big breakfast guy? Like eggs, bacon, the whole deal? Are you big on breakfast or what? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I don't, I don't eat it that often, but if I'm in a position to eat it, I will. But you mentioned Wendy's. I'm a, I'm a frosty guy. I, I mean, I'll be driving down the streets here. Wendy's just drop in for one of those frosties. So I, I like those. It's always a good idea. I knew Johnny was a breakfast guy because he's up at like 5 a.m. every day. Some people don't like breakfast. You know, I'm talking more like breakfast foods. Breakfast, you know, Johnny, you can eat it whenever you want. You can have it at nighttime. You can have it at the day, whatever it is. Yeah, breakfast food. Some people don't like them. My wife doesn't <laughs> like eggs. Anyway, uh, how'd the weekend go for you uh, for you guys over at DraftKings, Johnny, with all the results? Uh, you know, from a betting perspective, betters went home happy or sad after Sunday? Well, you know, JBT, with our volume, it's hard to say, you know, what, how, what the betters uh, you know, reaction was for the weekend. For us, it was phenomenal. I mean, four days of monster handle, uh, and we held every single day. We we made money every day. So, but remember, we're in 18 states, and and so there were some that went home happy on some games, and some that didn't. But for us at DraftKings, it was a just an absolute incredible four days. I had to believe. I have to think, Johnny. One of the best things that happened for you as a bookmaker is Kentucky going down uh, early to a number 15 seed in the first round. Was was that a really positive result? And what were some of the other games that made the biggest difference for you? That was a very good game. I could tell you, like let's let's go to Saturday, most recent in your mind. Uh, you know, Tennessee, Baylor, Kansas. We won on those games. St. Peter's was a loser for us. Second St. Peter's game. Um, they were all over them on the money line. Uh, on Sunday, Duke-Purdue, 
we lost on both of those games, but Wisconsin and Auburn going down were big games for us. So usually anytime the big favorite went down was good for us, except for the St. Peter's uh, result. So now as we're kind of looking ahead here, John, in terms of the games that are up, humans and I were talking about this uh, on paper. It does seem that Duke and Texas Tech would probably be the best game. Would that probably be your highest handled contest for this coming Sweet 16 matchup? I don't know about that. Um, you know, I think I think Michigan Villanova is going to be a big right. Uh, you know, that's that's a 430 start for us. Mm-hmm. And then on uh, I would think on Friday night, the uh, North Carolina UCLA is going to be a big right. Now, I can tell you that St. Peter's Purdue is going to be a heavily watched game. But because the spread's so high, I'm not sure it's going to be bet as heavily as the two I just mentioned. Right. I can see that as well. Uh, Johnny, do you think Texas Tech should be a favorite against Duke? Right now we're seeing one, one and a half in favor of the Red Raiders. Well, we made them one, Matt, and it, that that one is holding up. I see where you're kind of thinking. I mean, you know, here's Duke. Uh, you know, make it to the Sweet 16, Shashevsky's last run. Uh, you know, who doesn't want to bet Duke in this spot? I'm sure there's going to be plenty of Duke money. By the time this game goes off, we'll probably end up needing tech, I would think. I was going to say, does this is this kind of shaping up to be you know, public betters backing Duke, the team that is loaded with NBA talent and sharper betters maybe leaning more toward the side of Texas Tech? Well, you know, it, I, I think there's some emotional aspects here for the better. You know, normally they like to bet against Duke, uh, but in this particular spot, catching Duke with a point uh, in this spot, it, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what anybody's going to do with this game. I just I just think that Duke's going to be a sentimental choice here, uh, you know, going out if they do continue to win. Johnny, uh, from 68 down to 16, what's that do for your futures book? Any teams that uh, you're in jeopardy with, or uh, where do you stand on futures right now? You know, some of the teams that got knocked out were good for us. Uh, You know, Tennessee, there was quite a bit of money on them. They were a loser. Zags are still the the number one betting. We've taken like 18% of the whole future book is on the Zags. And that started early in the year. That's just continued all the way up until now. Now, you know, you say, okay, they escaped a couple games. That's true, but they're still in it. And that's what, if you go back and look at this tournament for many years, you just don't coast through this. There's a couple of games that you have to win or close, and maybe the Zags have weathered the storm. We'll see. So, John, as we look at some of these individual matchups, and uh, I was—I wanted to go to um, North Carolina and UCLA because the Tar Heels are one of the more surprising teams to make it this far, and especially the way that they have done it. Uh, but you also have Jaime Jaquez in the injury question marks there for the UCLA Bruins. How have you guys handled this in terms of setting this number, uh, and what did you guys open at? Yeah, we opened the game two and a half UCLA, and we're, we're two, so very slight move. Early, early bet on North Carolina, but that's been it so far. Um, the totals holding 142 and a half, no movement there whatsoever. So it's kind of like a wait and see. We'll we'll keep a really close eye on this game, uh, to, you know, to hear any re- updating reports. Johnny, uh, you're a college hoops guy. You're a numbers guy. Which team or two do you like uh, going forward here? Who would you be on as a better? Well, I got a couple of future bets going myself, so uh, you know I'm I'm rooting for a couple of teams. I I had more at some really great odds, but some of them kind of blew up in this last round. But I still got a couple of going. Uh, I got Houston. Uh, I got them at a nice price. I grabbed Vel- Villanova kind of late, but still got them at an okay price. Um, and then I still have uh, I got one other team. Oh yeah. And I, I did bet some North Carolina, too. Uh, could have had them at a much higher price, but ended up getting them about 60 or so. So not too bad. Yeah, how about that? North Carolina up 25, 67 to 42 against Baylor. And uh, the entire lead slips away. But the uh, Tar Heels regroup and knock out the number one seed in that region. Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Let's uh, talk NFL now. The dominoes continue to fall with quarterbacks. In that league, Matt Ryan to the Colts, uh, Marcus Mariota to the Falcons. Looks like Jameis Winston is going to re-sign with the Saints. Uh, any adjustments, Johnny, on the NFL futures board or divisions or anything of that sort? It certainly has been some, Matt, but 
this is just a crazy uh, <laughs> NFL, you know, dialogue here. This this uh, early into the before the season, even get close to the season. I understand that teams have to, you know, make their trades now. A lot of this stuff is not going to form as we thought it would, right. but we're on top of it, and we are we have been making some adjustments along the way. Yes. What's to do for the Colts' chances to have Matt Ryan? Do you do you improve the Colts' odds a little bit, or what do you do with that team? You know, Matt, I, I think I would say that the the Colts are somewhat improved. Uh, Matt Ryan just hasn't been the same for since that you know that that Super Bowl uh, lost to the uh, the Patriots back a few years back. Um, right now, we've got the Colts at twenty five to one. Uh, we still got the Bills, the favorite at six and a half to one, followed by the Bucks at seven and a half to one. Uh, Browns are sixteen; they've taken a little bit of play. Um, so yeah, a, a little bit. Raiders are forty to one. Raiders. You didn't mention the Raiders, Matt, the backup quarterback that they that they picked up. But I guess it doesn't matter, does it? Um, but yeah, uh, we raised some teams. The Falcons are now eighty. So of course. Some teams that are losing guys are, are getting raised. Devontae Adams, the biggest pickup for the yes. Raiders. Yep. Oh, my God. What a, what a beautiful pickup that is. Hey, hey, Johnny, I'm more curious. I mentioned this to Matt. Uh, what do you do with the Bucs? Do you, like, do you adjust the odds at all with the Bucs in the NFC South, given that Ryan is not there anymore, and it looks like it's going to be Jameis Winston, um, Marcus Mariota, and whoever the Carolina Panthers are going to roll at a quarterback? Yeah, uh, for the, uh, you're talking about the. I think we've got the. Let me let me look at that for a sec. Uh, division, you said, right? Yep. Yeah, NFC South. I was wondering Bucks. if you shaded a little bit Bucks. more toward the Bucks. We bought the Bucks minus two eighty, uh, followed by the Saints at plus four fifty, and then of course the other two teams are really high. So it looks like uh, you know the Bucks should get there. I mean, Brady's back, and I, I'm just not a. I, the the whole Brady thing, I don't like the way it went down. I'm not talking about any of the bets, just the retirement piece of it. If you're going to retire, you're not sure you're going to retire, just wait. Uh, he had to make his announcement on Selection Sunday, right? Yeah. Had, to, had to get a little bit into the action on that. But the Bucks should be fine in that in a uh, NFC South uh, division. But uh, I, I'm not a big... I'm not a big fan of Brady's right now, and I just don't – I really personally feel that he's not winning any more Super Bowls. I agree with him. I hate the way Brady handled this. Retire, you come back six weeks later, and you announce it on Selection Sunday. Had what a clown. John Avello. Hey, Johnny, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Bye, guys. You got it. All right, we'll come back. Best bets and more here on The Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of... Wow, I almost, uh, I almost, Ron Burgundy did this. Please, I would like an Edge customized read, please. It's brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking for, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters, Z-Y-N. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They're available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, many more. Saw my cousin Chase over the weekend, had to go down to San Diego. He's a Zinn Nicotine Pouch user. Is loves he really? Him. Absolutely loves him. Wow. Uh, he's a six. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com slash find, locate a store near you. That's EYN.com slash find. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Wintergreen was his flavor of choice. I've got two of them here. The wintergreen, that's the six. Yep. And the citrus, which is the three. I'm all Shaw endorsed citrus. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Which one do you prefer? Uh, I'm a, well, I'm a citrus guy, so I would, I'm assuming I'm going to prefer citrus. I think you would. I yeah. like citrus. Lemonade, oranges, limes, those sort of things. How do you, you know? pronounce Gonzaga? Uh, Gonzaga. That's what I thought. Okay. Does not somebody good. not know how to pronounce it? Uh, apparently, it has been alleged that somebody on the network has been uh, pronouncing it Gonzaga. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're talking about Nevada and oh. Nevada. It's Nevada. It's not Nevada. Uh, right? I had a fifth grade teacher, Ms. D. I don't remember how to pronounce her name, uh, but she, she lectured us, St. Vitor Elementary School, uh, about how it was Nevada and not Nevada. She was no. from Kentucky. And even fifth grade me is like, lady, get out of here, okay? Let's, like, what are we doing? You the lecture the us. teacher had it wrong? Yeah. Well, she was from Kentucky. Yeah. How, how did she know? And look how I turned it's out. It's Nevada. It's all her fault. And it's Gonzaga. Yes, it is. So, uh, Vison host, keep that in mind, please. Okay, with that, let's move on to best bets. Uh, I, we, you know, look, a lot of college basketball in the coming weeks, we're really going to get into the NBA because, right, we're getting down to the last 10 games for a lot of these teams. Postseason is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can I just say that the NBA schedule today is freaking awesome. Uh, there are a lot of really good games on the card today, a lot with play-in and playoff implications. You also get players coming back. Patrick Williams coming back for the Chicago Bulls tonight mm-hmm. after missing the last 66 games for Chicago. So, a lot on the line for a lot of these games. I wanted to go to one that is a pair of play-in teams, Matt Eubens. Pelicans catching six against the Charlotte Hornets in their matchup tonight. The interesting part here was the initial market move was to seven, which I didn't really understand, uh, and I you know, obviously still don't understand six here. Thinking is a couple of things, but j- to the matchup in general, this is a Charlotte team that is not a good rebounding team. They're six and two straight up and against the spread in their last eight games. They've covered and won their last four, but still – all on the season and during this winning streak have been one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. Only 49.3% of available rebounds go to Charlotte. That's not very good. Their defensive rebounding rate is 70.7% is not very good. And now you get a loaded front court coming in here with the New Orleans Pelicans. Jackson Hayes, Jonas Valanciunas, hell, even Hernan Gomez has been really good for them. All three of them yesterday had double-doubles. How about that? They throw the second leg of a back-to-back and they're all grabbing rebounds. That's impressive, yeah. Right. They're, they're huge. They're monstrous. So I think that's a pretty big thing in terms of strength here for the New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, Brandon Ingram's not going to be out there, but the the matchup edge in terms of being able to rebound, get second-chance points, and by the way, very quietly, the Pelicans, the best transition defense in the NBA, taking on a team who leads the league in um, offensive efficiency through transition, I like it. So give it to me in terms of the six with the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, as far as the uh, tournament recap, at least from the uh, bets of the uh, first couple of days that we had on the show, uh, we talked about Rutgers, obviously, because I was here on Thursday. After that, though, State, uh, South Dakota State plus two and a half against Providence doesn't get there. Boise doesn't get there. Murray State and Creighton, though, uh, on what, Thursday and Friday, all the a couple together. of wild games there with Murray State and Creighton. Oh, Creighton coming back was great. Uh, that was a fun, you know, watching San Diego State fail. Sorry, Stormy's coming up next. Uh, and then Murray State pulling that out against San Francisco as well. And then Colgate to win the long shot. Uh, Phils was out in the first round. They cover, but they ultimately do not mm-hmm. win the game against Wisconsin. So, haven't had anything yet in terms of a Sweet 16 action. I'll have a Sweet 16 best bet here. Okay. Coming up here. Quick recap of uh, what happened Friday. Uh, I had a bunch of plays. Actually, eight plays. Uh, for Friday, went six and two. Winners with uh, Davidson, 
Texas and Chattanooga. Chattanooga should have beat Illinois straight up. Texas yeah. blew out Virginia Tech. That Davidson game was wild. I had Davidson plus two early. It closed. Actually, Davidson minus one. You had all week to grab Davidson one or one and a half, and it lands. Davidson loses by one. Yep. Uh, Loyola, nah, a loser against Ohio State. Montana State, no chance. That was my worst bet of the tournament. Yeah, that Loyola uh, game was ugly, man. Texas Tech-Montana State game, beat down. Oh, yeah. uh, Iowa State plus four against LSU. Winner, Colgate plus seven and a half. Got there. Notre Dame plus four over Bama. This Irish team got hot. So six and two on Friday. Uh, Saturday, not as good. I had Richmond blown out by Providence. St. Mary's blown out by UCLA. But I did have a winner with St. Peter's plus eight over Murray State. So 54 and 47 on this show right now. And also some uh, futures. Kansas still alive. Uh, to win the Midwest region, man, that bracket has really... Uh, it's kind of what we expected, right? Yeah, the weaker has, two seed and uh-huh. like all, a bunch of just not fraudulent, but somewhat uh, vulnerable said, teams. You're right. I said Auburn's a paper tiger away from home, right? Yeah. And then you had the weakest number three, the weakest number four seeds So Kansas to win the Midwest, plus 215 as a live Arizona tournament wins over two and a half, uh, minus 110. It's going to be tough against Houston this week. Big 10 over 11, not looking so hot. I certainly did not expect Iowa to go down the first round mm-hmm. and Wisconsin to get beat in the second round. I think the Big 10 is at nine wins yes, with uh, yes, Michigan yes, yes. and Purdue still alive. So two of the nine teams remain. I think uh, it's sitting at nine. Purdue should be able to pick up win number 10. Uh, this is going to be a close call. Hopefully get at least a push on that Big 10 prop. One best bet for this week. Right now, it's circa North Carolina's plus two and a half against UCLA. I'm oh, taking yeah. the heels here. Now, they were up 25 points on Baylor for a reason. They blew out Duke in the uh, Coach K finale at Cameron for a reason. This team's playing really great basketball on both ends of the floor, but especially offense. They've got some athletes that are going to cause problems for UCLA. And you mentioned it. If Jaime Jaquez is not healthy for this game, he's got an ankle injury, that's going to be a, a big blow to the Bruins. I think he's the glue to that team. Uh, obviously, uh, if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. He's mm-hmm. not probably not going to be close to 100%. That's multiple ankle injuries, too, this year. Yeah, right? So right. And Brady Manick on the uh, UNC side, the Tar Heels blew that lead after he was ejected for the flagrant say, two foul. But don't think he's only going to play, what, 23 minutes in a game like this. No, he's and he's not going to face a suspension for that either. I right. heard somebody saying this morning, is Brady Manick going to be able to play? Yes, he's playing for North Carolina. Uh, give me the two and a half with the Tar Heels, who are more athletic, bigger, and I think going to cause uh, the Bruins some problems. Uh, so I'll take UNC. That's my first play of the Sweet 16. UNC plus two and a half over UCLA. All right. I and like that it. number is up at Circa right now. I think it's two at most places, though. What do you got for the NBA? Nothing? Nothing for the association tonight, not but the yet. Chicago Bulls are not so hot right now. Uh, no, they're not. No, uh, they are, uh, what, 2-8, and eight, straight Lost. up 1-9 and nine against the spread in the last yeah, 10. That's right. Yes, yeah. not going well. They get they play the Toronto Raptors. Like I said, Patrick Williams comes back. This is a pretty big game because Toronto, right, they can gain a game on the Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls, and all of a sudden you're talking about Cleveland, Chicago, and Toronto all kind of jockeying for position for that sixth seed in the play-in. Yeah. And uh, then you get, of course, the Nets aren't going to get it, mainly because the Nets, uh, they have 11 games left. Only four of them are on the road. If more of them are on the road, then you get those uh, Kyrie Irving games, but ultimately not going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quickly, before we get to uh, our scheduled programming, just to note some of the other games that are uh, on the board in the NBA that actually matter here uh, a little bit today. Uh, how about this? Really quickly, Detroit Pistons, they've covered 13 out of 14 games. They're nine-point favorites tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. Seems like maybe the pendulum has swung a little too far in one direction. Well, it's, it's tough for anybody to bet the Blazers at this point, right? Yes, it has been pretty bad. Again, they covered three out of four at one point, but as I noted in the write-up, uh, three of those teams uh, were 22nd or lower in defensive efficiency. You can cover big numbers when you're taking on bad defensive teams. Um, but other than that, other games, Utah-Brooklyn today, Toronto-Chicago, as I mentioned, and then, of course, Minnesota and Dallas. How about minnesota 18-5 and five ATS in their last 23 games. Timberwolves and in control of the sixth seed now in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. Oh, yeah. That preseason playoff ticket, let's go. I don't want to sweat the play-in. Get to the playoff. Anyway. You know, talk about a guy who's playing at a high level, Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, questionable to play today, right. but he's been absolutely incredible. All right, with that, man, it's almost here, Matt Humans. you excited? I got you into some hot stove talk the other day. We were, sta- we were sitting here around the studio just chopping it up. Right, you you got into it. You were like, I'm not talking baseball, and then you started talking a little bit about baseball. We got win totals up at the Westgate, huh? 
Yeah, Will Hill, the handicapper for uh, VSEN, sent me a DM over the weekend, something about the Yankees. I'm like, hey, man, it's middle of the <laughs> NCAA tournament. I don't care about the Yankees today. I'll start thinking about baseball a little bit tonight. I've already, yeah. Somebody texted me uh, today and said, what's your best win total play? <laughs> Haven't looked at it. Haven't even thought about it yet. I'll study up on some of this tonight. But the Westgate Superbird put up baseball win totals over the weekend. You can see the American League right there. JVT, I know, is going to want to fire Angels over 83 and a half, right? Look, the bullpen transformation that the Angels have undergone here in the offseason, for those who have not been paying attention, is absolutely incredible. Ryan Tapera, Archie Bradley, uh, they get uh, Buttery back. Like there's, I think they signed Loop as well. Like There's something to like here about this uh, Angels bullpen. Yeah. But you're not going to get me into getting over uh, 83 and a half. This team still has some pretty big holes in the Let's roster. Let's check out the National League win totals. We got those. Uh, how good are the Mets going to be? I, I always stumble into the Mets issue. I, I Every year, I feel like the Mets are going to be better than they really turn out to be. But A win total wins? of 90. Yeah. Win total of 90. They Braves at 91 and a half. No Freddie Freeman, though. No. But they uh, they did a pretty good job. They, uh, they, they did. They did. All right. Dodgers, hey. 99 and a half for the win total. Full MLB season preview coming up tomorrow uh, on the edge. <laughs> My guys in the desert coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.